0: Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m.
1: So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics, John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries, Waterfront Comics does ship
2: to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com.
0: everybody this is James and Marco and Nabil this is the movie pals podcast podcast number 56 today we're gonna be going over what we've been watching do a mini review of the studio Ghibli film Princess Mononoke and then our main review on the new horror film it chapter 2 Ooh, yeah which is a sequel scary (laughs) so without further ado guys let's get into what we're watching
2: All right, guys. So, a lot of stuff going on in the last couple weeks. Fall season back.
1: Marco. Yes, sir. What have you been watching? Lots of football. That's it. <laughs> yeah. On to James. <laughs> Just kidding, but I did watch a few of the games. Football is bad, guys. Yes. Sorry. We, uh, Sorry. we got to focus. Movie Pals. Movie Pals. <laughs> I've been watching quite a few things, like usual, but this time, I've been focusing on my HBO back now. Up. I go? almost said yeah. Go. No, Go's no, an go go old now. one. One of them? Yeah, one of them. I think it's Now. Now. Yeah, yeah it's HBO now. now. But I finished, finally, Deadwood, the series. Oh. And I also watched the movie. Very cool. And I mentioned this show a couple episodes ago. Or actually a few episodes ago. But I mentioned it once or twice. Because yeah. I was... Progress. Yeah, I was trying to marathon the shit out of it. But real quick, it's the HBO original western slash drama that stars Ian McShane as Al Waringen, Timothy Oliphant as Seth Bullock, Powers Booth, the late Powers Booth, excuse me, as uh, Cy Tolliver, and Molly Parker as Alma Garrett, as well as John Hawkins as Sol Star. almost forgot his last name. But basically, just real quick, real quick recap, it's a Western that takes place in the late 1870s um, during the very end, or actually, no, it's way past the civil war but it's it's still like the remnants of the civil war the town of deadwood in south dakota is still a territory and it's facing the process of becoming an official city in the united states and so during the show it's struggling with that realization and you realize that it's a lawless town that basically only lives off the, the word of mouth and a promise and the characters of Al Square Engine and Seth Bullock basically form a loose alliance throughout the show in order to keep order and structure around the town. And I say it's a loose alliance because they come at odds many times throughout the show. And it's interesting to see that. It's interesting to see that Seth Bullock... Yeah, Seth Bullock. I want to keep mixing his name with Timothy Alphon. <laughs> but uh, Seth Bullock is... At odds with himself at times because he has a very short temper. Yeah. And he's also a lawman and he struggles with that. And at the same time, Al Swaringen, who's supposed to be the lawless anti-hero struggles with his morality as well and it's kind of cool to see that dynamic between these two characters
2: so they're kind of like anti-heroes almost
1: yeah in a, in a bit and you start to see that in this lawless town it's like it doesn't matter whether you're law enforcement or not it's it's really comes down to who you really are deep down uh, as a person right in the mix of all this is powers booth's character cy Tolliver, who comes into town and challenges elsewhere engine's business because they both own brothels and even at times, it's weird. They It's like a three-way alliance between these these three powers. And the entire town throughout the series comes to these three guys at separate times in for guidance or for sometimes protection. And it's in, just an interesting dynamic to see how this town lives and breathes and operates just individually, both within and outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, the, the series leads up to a an event, a big event that doesn't get answered towards the end of season 3 and it involves these three characters and it looks like it's going to get into this very huge altercation with another character. I'm not I'm trying to not to spoil the re- the rest of the series because it it segues into the movie, but at the very end of the season it just it doesn't seem like they got to finish it and it has sort of a somber ending because you can kind of tell that they knew they were going to get canceled and at the same time they didn't have the budget to carry on what they set in place at the beginning of season three so
2: there was only three seasons i didn't even realize it yeah it only yeah seasons. only three
1: seasons and then it was it was cut short um something to have to do with i guess like probably one of the writer strikes writer time. strikes and also the uh the copyrights mm. i guess hmm. but i the, the show is very captivating because of the characters every single character is very interesting to watch even the side characters There's not one person that you don't want to see on screen, which is very rare to have on a show, and that's one of the the fun parts of the show, is there's always things going on in the background that still get your attention, and when the show goes into focus and and puts its eyes on those situations Uh with the other characters, it's still an interesting show, and it doesn't seem like they're just wasting your time, which is great. So then the movie, which came out this year... Yep. It still stars the same basic, same basic characters, with the exception of Paris Booth, who passed away last year, I believe. So, obviously, his character is written out of the show, and they have an explanation for that. But it takes place 10 years after the events of Season 3. And it's sort of the fallout of the situation that got long-drawn long and never had any form of conclusion. And... I got to say, it's very satisfying. That's um, good. It's Every character is still true. They they do a lot of flashbacks to the the previous seasons, and it's sort of like a nod and a farewell to these characters because this might be... I don't know if they're going to do another movie or not, but this might be the last time we'll ever see them on screen. So it's kind of like a nice sort of closure for these characters, and it's interesting to see where they've gone. Uh, Timothy Olyphant's character, Seth Bullock... You can tell that he's sort of controlled his temper. It's still there, but he's more of, in a way, in control of it, where he was more erratic and out of control in the series to the point where you'd be like, dude, chill. He <laughs> sort of channels his anger, I guess, in better ways, if that's a better that's way of saying tough. it. Uh, and Al Sparengen, he's sort of wiser. Uh, he was vicious as fuck in the show, and that's one of the things that draws you to him. And in, in the movie, he's a little bit like a, like a predator that's almost ready to to die i guess i don't know if that's a good way of putting it but least,
2: well 10 years is a long time of some true growth it sounds like with each character yeah
1: you can you can tell that his life has put a lot of toll on him so yeah. anyway uh one of the characters that does have a really good i guess arc story arc is when uh calamity jane who's played by robin weigart who is actually from sons of anarchy Her character starts off as this bumbling drunk throughout the entire show. And you you sort of want her to get over her traumas and over her experiences. And it looks like the show is going to allude to that, but it never does. And there is a very, very huge payoff for her in the movie that I think is probably one of the best story arcs for any of the characters. I think it's a really good bookend for her. And if anything, that definitely made the movie for me. On top of everything else. And they eventually do get to the big... Confrontation that they were going to at the end of season three, she has a very big part in it, and I think it just makes it so much more of a better ending. So, if you like westerns, if you're, if you like these characters, especially Ian McShane or Timothy olfan as actors, I say this show is definitely for you. Give it a shot. The cinematography in it is also just really great, really great cement cinema. cinematic shots. Wow, I can't talk today. Very cool. Aside from that, I also did watch the other HBO original show Chernobyl which uh, is basically a historical drama that's about the events in chernobyl in russia or the soviet union back in 1986 so basically in april of 86 a huge event happens at a nuclear power plant and it just melts down and explodes and so the show basically revolves around that event obviously and what the the ussr tries to do in order to cover those events because all they're trying to worry about is the sheer embarrassment when they have to confess this to the world. It stars Jared Harris as uh, Valery Legasov. And then it also stars uh, Stellan Skarsgård as Boris Sherbina. Sorry, these are Russian names, so I'm really struggling with these names. Hmm. And then Emily Watson as Ulana uh, komyuk But basically, Valery is the one who is in charge of overseeing the aftermath of Chernobyl. And... He's struggling with his morality as far as telling the truth and also doing what the, the party is, what they call the communist government in Russia, and struggling with what they're telling him what to say. And it's an interesting dynamic to kind of see that. Meanwhile, Skarsgård's character, he's the one in charge of Legasov and overseeing what it is that his investigation reveals. But you start to see him, who is a seasoned communist and been a party member his whole life. Struggle with the fact that maybe his government isn't necessarily as perfect as what he assumed it to be. Uh, also, the episodes reveal that all the damage and all the fallout that the explosion does, specifically with the innocent men, women, and children that are within the vicinity of the power plant, it gets really like scary and kind of fucked up because you see like people with radiation burns, with radiation sickness, and it's very graphic and horrible to see, but. I I highly recommend it because it's a really good message on what happens when you follow blind loyalty and when you don't listen to facts, even when they go against your beliefs or your you know political uh, alignments. So if you're into historical dramas, I can definitely recommend this to you. However, if you have the faintest of stomachs, I will say that it does get pretty graphic and pretty gory in some scenes. But... Overall it was very well made. It's only 5 episodes long so you can marathon it pretty fast, but I think it's a must watch for for anybody.
2: Yeah, I've I've wanted to watch the show. I know that it's a uh, a bit intense as far as like the visuals they give you and and they do say it's pretty accurate as far as what 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 happened over there. Yeah. So, it it that's kind of been my stay away of saying maybe I can wait a little bit for watching it. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, it looks it looks like a very interesting uh doc, documentary. I
1: think you'll I definitely think. like it, Nabil, but yeah, nice. give it a shot.
2: What about you, James? What have you been watching?
0: Truthfully, I haven't been watching much as compared to last time when we saw so many movies. Yeah. But um, I did sneak in one movie. I went and um, saw the Peanut Butter Falcon, which is a, I guess you'd say like an adventure comedy drama. Or that's what IMDB oh, it's, says. So. It's a lot of uh, things. Three yeah. things. <laughs> so um, I went and saw this one with Jill, actually, who was our guest on the Aladdin podcast. And uh, this one stars actually... a Kind of a ex really good actor, I guess, and he's coming back. It's Shia LaBeouf. Uh, he's plays Tyler. We got Dakota Johnson as Eleanor. And then we have uh, Zach Godison as his name is actually Zach. And then, of course, John Hawks is in this one as a bad guy. His name's Duncan because he's always a bad guy in every movie that I see. So basically, the movie is about a guy, a young guy. He's about. Tw- early 20s his name is Zach and he has down syndrome so he actually lives at like an old people's home because through the system of like getting put away he has no family he's a family abandoned him, so he got put into like a, um, a home where like elderly people live and basically Dakota Johnson's character Eleanor is supposed to be watching over him unfortunately Zach uh, hates the place because he feels like he's locked up and he doesn't get yeah. to be like who he wants to be so he actually runs away one night with the help of his roommate who's actually played by Bruce Dern. So it's actually kind of funny because they grease him up and they get him through a window. (laughs) He has like a a plan to actually meet up with this um, wrestler named the Saltwater Redneck. And he's supposed (laughs) to have like a wrestling school, basically. So his whole thing is like, oh, I'm going to escape here, go there, become a wrestler. As he's like basically naked, like going down the, the, the road, he runs into Tyler, played by Shia LaBeouf. And... Uh, Tyler's actually on the run himself because he is uh, this all takes place in Florida basically he was like crabbing and fishing in areas that he's not supposed to which is where the character Duncan comes from so he's actually looking for Tyler because Tyler like destroyed all his shit basically oh so the two of them kind of form a friendship and they uh bond over kind of just realizing like they have a lot more in common regardless of you know like mental disability and stuff like that so it's actually a really touching story Um, the chemistry between the two leads is really well done, and surprisingly enough, Dakota Johnson isn't annoying in this movie, because I thought she would be, because, you know, all these Fifty Shades and all this shit. She's going back to the Indies now. I guess, which is cool. She's actually really nice and shit, but, uh, Shia LaBeouf does really fucking good in this movie, dude. Yeah. He has a certain kind of charismatic, uh, ways to himself that makes it believable, I'd say, and it's one of those things that, I don't know, his on-screen presence has always been really good, I think. I think so, too, yeah. And it's nice to kind of see him, like, sober and shit, and doing movies again I guess <laughs> but it was well, funny he's, yeah not. he's done a bunch of indie films and I think that's actually yeah.
1: been really good for yeah. him yeah it's is nice too. not to see him act all crazy and shit yeah. yeah
0: I mean he he he's almost like he's playing himself in this movie but his, his character Tyler Marco has like a backstory to himself too that's really touching and it's like he's lost a lot too And it's, I mean, obviously it's super sad. Zach has Down syndrome. So like his whole family like abandoned him basically. And it's, it's, it's a touching movie Yeah, and it really forms like how people can, can become like brothers. I've I've seen the trailer and it's definitely
1: one that I want to watch. I just, uh, haven't gotten around to it. It's
0: a lot funnier than I thought it'd be by the way. Oh, that's good.
1: I'm actually glad. Michael won't
0: try Won't cry as bad on this one. Oh, okay, good. Oh, there's see, a scene that's, though. That's, that's, there's a scene the, though.
1: That's one of the reasons I was kind of keeping away from it. I was like, man, I've been shedding a lot of tears lately.
0: <laughs> Especially <laughs> when you saw the peanut butter falcon. You're like, what's it mean? Yeah. <laughs> is
1: it a falcon made of peanut butter? But I mean, I'm glad Shia LaBeouf is sort of making a resurgence. I didn't. I didn't mind his movies. His acting. I, no. I, I've always I liked, liked Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Same. I Me liked too. going to see his movies. He just
0: kind of some bridges. He though, he's a method actor too. I think so. That really gets to it. Like, thought
1: you were going to say something else. No.
0: He's a meth meth addict, so so he. I mean, maybe shit. I was talking about like uh, if that movie Fury, he like uh, didn't shower for like a month. Yeah, shit, it was pretty difficult. (laughs) The Tank
1: One, fuck, he was in Fury. Yeah, he was actually really good in the film. Yeah, Yeah, it's a really good movie.
0: Yeah, he didn't brush his teeth and shit. Everyone's like, yo, you got to stop shitting your pants, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, we're in the tank. This is what we do. Brad Pitt isn't really one to be keen on hygiene either so
0: that's true i guess i mean he probably got into it too he's like i'm not watching my goddamn hair <laughs> um the movie also start i mean the saltwater rednecks played by thomas hayden church uh who's most famous for uh playing sandman in spider-man 3 oh. i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, take- Clock. I, guess. I mean he's better in sideways but that's just me yeah. and then uh john bernthal also is in here as uh tyler's brother mark so that's pretty cool too yeah the punisher himself and actually, this is for Nabil Yellow Wolf. The rapper is in this one too. Just let you know. Hello, random. Hello, random. what I saw him. I was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" In this movie. He's like tatted. Like, what, to the uh, next. What, did,
1: what he didn't say is Bernthal just grunts throughout the entire fucking movie. <laughs> He's
0: like, You gotta get. This is your friend. This is your friend. What the fuck <laughs> is he talking about? He's talking about Rick's wife all the time. Uh, other than that, guys, I started um, the new DC show Pennyworth, which is about Alfred Pennyworth. He's uh, basically um, the butler to Batman, but this is like their take on it of kind of like back in the 60s and shit like that. Nice. Uh, basically, in this version of the story, um, Pennyworth is like a ex-Special Forces officer he, who's living in London, and he begins to basically, I mean, the setup of the show is that he starts working for Bruce Wayne's father. Right. So, um, Pen- uh, Alfred is actually played by someone i never even heard of before, Jack Bannon. He's really good, actually. Just to let you know. Uh, Thomas Wayne is pay- uh, played by Ben Aldridge. And there's a ton of shit that goes on in the show. It's like, but it's like, it's hard to explain what it is. The vibe of it gives me off like a James Bond vibe the whole time. Because oh. it takes place in like the late 60s kind of era. Uh, it's very violent, which is pretty awesome. Actually, I did not expect nice. that at all. Like they say, they they say fuck. All well, you're probably like
2: jumping off of from Gotham and then going into this. Well,
0: so. it, but those don't even connect, right? So, like, this is a totally different side story. DC does pretty well with their TV shows. I gotta say, mm-hmm. like in the first episode, it's like it, It's like basically the pilot episode, in a way. I guess so it's like an hour fifteen long, mm-hmm. but basically Penny. I mean, I guess Alfred. I just keep saying pennyworth because of the title. He works at like a nightclub as like a bouncer kind of guy and basically he gets in with the wrong crowd basically. I don't want to spoil the whole thing but somebody kidnaps his girlfriend and it's like a society that's trying to take over like London and it's like it's crazy dude. I was like this is way more complex than I thought it was going to be and he basically uncovers like a kind of a conspiracy going on that surrounds the Wayne family too.
2: That's how he kind of ends
0: up. Kind of yeah and I mean that's just the first episode and there's. Scenes of people getting like tortured and shit. It's like, dude, this is great. This is crazy. But uh, Jack Bannon does really good as Alfred. I've never heard of this guy before. I'm assuming he's been in other stuff. But well, was he in? Anything else that seemed to kind um, of. Not that I saw that, like, I noticed right off the bat. Uh, strangely enough, he is in Fury, by the way. Oh. I just don't remember who the fuck he is <laughs> in Fury. And uh, he was in that movie, The Imitation Game. So, yeah. other than that, I do not recognize the other shows and movies that he was in. But he does really good, man. He has he gives off that vibe of like the Alfred is always like very polite, but um, this is the Alfred that obviously has a, a story, which is kind of closer to the Alfred in Gotham, by the way. The because Go- I mean because he was also they they said he was like like special, special forces Force too, well. and I mean even the the one in the, the Nolan trilogy. I, want yes, to yeah. I, that's, I that's wanted to shit. say, older, yeah, I wanted to say that it seems
1: like they kind of left it open like that in the Nolan trilogy that he had some sort of military it background talks about or the passed. rubies, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was in Burma.
0: Like the rubies,
1: <laughs> we, we bought the forest. He's just, yeah, he
0: just got a mouth of marbles the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, T I B S, yeah. Sorry, just, that's
1: a really bad accent.
0: It's not bad, actually. Um, So, I'm looking forward to actually watching this one. I did not think I was going to watch this because it premieres on Epics, but apparently, after like a week or two, it comes on Amazon Prime, so you can watch the episodes that way. Which is so, where I'm going to watch it. Yeah, now. right now, the first four episodes are on Amazon Prime, and they're about an hour. Well, the first one's the longest, hour 15, but all the other ones are about 55 minutes long. Standard hour. Yeah. Um, they're I full mean, do you of... need to
1: watch Gotham to follow No, along? it doesn't even no. connect to that. Oh,
0: okay. It's, it's entirely its own story. So, uh, it's a much darker take on the um, story of Alfred, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's one of those things that hopefully plays off. Because I've only watched the first two episodes now. But outside of that, um, it's actually got a good mix of... Uh, character development and action so and the story's really good too i yeah. like how it's got like a mystery to it all like something's going on but you don't quite understand so uh, i will keep you guys posted on that and let you know how it goes so, very nice uh what about you Nibo? um i've been watching a couple of things i, I
2: started I've, as you guys know i've been watching uh the sopranos on hbo trying to binge through that uh about six and a half seasons of that. yeah <laughs> i'm on uh the sixth season first part of it There's it's split in two and each one is like 14 episodes still, so I don't know why they did it that way. But um, I'm, I think I'm on episode 12 right now of uh, the first part of the season. Oh, Sarah was done. Yeah, so nice. we're getting pretty far ahead of it. I, I'd say, so for people that don't know what The Sopranos are, just as a reminder, it's about a New Jersey mob boss named Tony Soprano, deals with some personal professional issues in his home and business <laughs> life that affects his mental state, leading him to seek some professional psychi- psychiatric counseling. And it starts James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano.
0: I got a question, though. I know you said it before, but is he talking to a psychiatrist the entire six he, seasons?
2: You know what? And I had not known that that was what, what the yeah. general premises of the show was until so I started watching. I was like, oh, there's a therapist. He's literally seeking therapy. Okay. The that makes sense. Now, you are spending time with him. You know, like each episode, for the most part, has at least one session okay. where he's meeting up with his therapist. I need to see the um, show, man. It's. Yeah. I'm going to tell you watching it week to week if you were watching it like when it was airing on television mm-hmm. I don't know if I would really want to keep up with it I don't know how people did but when I'm watching it back to back it was the back, early 2000s yeah I know or right? well, you didn't have much of a choice yeah. <laughs> but as I'm watching it now and binging it back to back everything connects so well together it also helps that it's like fresh i yeah. guess too, right so. yeah i mean it's it's really like this show seems like it's actually a bingeable show. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been made in that sense because every time I've watched an episode, like, they pull threads from everything, callbacks of like, other episodes and other, you know, people that are a part of the mafia and they mm-hmm. reference things. And it's really neat to see that because most of the time you just kind of like have a serialized show and you continue on to the next thing and just keep going on. That's, this is definitely like, here's a story from A and they're going to finish it all the way through and you better have watched everything that makes sense.
1: That, that's how you know like, there's good writing though. Cause yeah. even Breaking Brat. Breaking, Brad. Brad. Breaking Bad Breaking did that Brad. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and motherfucker sequel, Brad in that, in that show, man. Yeah, and I, but they I did I the that same too. Thing. Breaking
2: Bad, and I, I kind of, that's how I was able to get into it because I saw the first season, and James had recommended watching it because he was going into the AMC shows. Yeah. And I didn't think it was that, you know, that great.
0: It was pretty much right after I watched Mad Men. And I was yeah. like, I'd like to watch something good.
1: Yeah. But it, it does the same thing that you're saying that The Sopranos does, where if you binge it nonstop back to back, you notice little callbacks to. Previous episodes. And I mean, I'm assuming notice. that's
0: how Deadwood was too, then, right? Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah
1: absolutely. Not not as much what would because it was more character focused, yeah. but there were there, there were definitely more plot points in Breaking Bad that were interconnected within nice. the series.
2: Yeah. And and uh, my wife, she had watched the show um, week by week when it first aired, and so she even said to me like she didn't remember liking the last few seasons um, as much as they came through. And watching it now, she feels like there's a much better payoff and better connection with it. So I, I definitely recommend We're almost done with the show, and I can tell you that I enjoy a lot of it. And I'm starting to, to you know, it's, it might be a little, little slight, but I've, I've got a little bit of an Italian accent sometimes when are talking. I may say some things I shouldn't to my wife, you know, based off of the situation. God, so. I want not say so much. I'm going to have to edit that out if I keep that in. I'm like, really? Hmm.
0: So you know, it was like a
2: normal day to me. You, you may get caught up inside of the Italian vernacular uh, that may they Bill, have do in you, the Jersey. do you have
0: cigarettes rolled up on your sleeves <laughs> right now? Bill, you're bald. Why are you putting grease in your hair? You yeah, know, you gotta go for the look. I okay. got a little fast lights right here. <laughs> oh, but the, oh, I, mean, I mean, is, is it weird here, just seeing Tony get fatter and fatter in every season? He really he doesn't
2: though. That's the funny thing. He actually slims down halfway through. And then yes. all of a sudden, yeah, you know, he gets just balloons of yeah. in the last yeah. season. Like, Jesus
0: fuck! Did he eat yeah. three, three too pizza. much there was, there was a little bit of a break in between three seasons. Too much pies. Tell. I think there was a gap in one of the seasons. Yeah. I think th- that
2: was during a writer's strike as well. Yeah, there was a bit of a. That's well, when I mean, now, to go now that, the castle, enjoyed, now that you've enjoyed,
0: now that you've enjoyed the Sopranos, you should probably watch the guy's next series of shows. You know, finally finish Mad Men because he went on to do that. I do need to see Mad Men. I mean, <laughs> I just, I just, just you know. like, I want to talk to please. someone about it, please. Is it the same creator? Yeah, yeah. Matthew Ware. Fuck. Um, and the, I should, if you do that, I'll go back and watch Sopranos. See. Oh, really? Let's that's that. a deal. You hear this I'll on the podcast? I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Oh, yeah, I'll it's... watch the shit out of this Italian fucking shit. Right.
1: You heard it first here. Right.
0: You watch all of Mad Men. It's only eight seasons, eight or seven. Uh, best show I've ever seen in my life. So,
2: hands down. I mean, he he took a class for it. Like that's an, how intense it was.
1: Yeah. Well, I I haven't seen either, so you know. Oh
0: man, Mad I think you would, you guys would enjoy Mad Men. A lot.
1: Actually, I have seen two episodes of Mad Men, and I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's not seems like something. Season. I mean, but it's, it's a sidebar
0: so here, I guess is yeah. I took a class on it, but it was one of those things where even before the class started, we had to watch like the first like four three, seasons, right? Three, three or four fucking yeah. seasons, man. They're like, hey, watch this before class starts. I was like, what? <laughs> I had a month I was like We went shopping does. for the fucking DVDs actually, Yeah this in, is back when Barnes streaming wasn't so easy and I was like I gotta buy these fucking things dude <laughs> So So he has all the seasons if you wanna yeah, borrow Yeah I have them physically actually yeah. so
2: um, yeah, but uh, The Sopranos is definitely worth a watch. Um, I'll be, hopefully be done by, by uh, the month, but very entertaining. The other show, too, uh, that I've been watching, I just want to give a quick mention to, is The Boys. That's on Amazon Prime. That is that superhero film. It's it's about a group of vigilantes. They kind of set out to take down some corrupt superheroes who abuse their superpowers. And star- stars uh, my favorite Australian actor, Carl Urbane,
0: as a bully butcher. It's like just just let him have a series for now. Please guys, give don't him cancel stuff. this or don't make give that's, him something. That's He's also a good, one uh, Best
1: Judge Dread. Yes. That's also one that I want to watch. It's do that that one's been recommended to me and so so as the Umbrella Club. Umbrella Academy. Yes. There we go, that yeah. one.
2: But the boys is is a different take on so it's basically thinking about it as like, what if superheroes were run by a corporation and what if they really could do whatever they wanted to do and what would you do to stop them? Um, they're seen as good guys um, to the public, and they try to keep that image. That's what the corporations are trying to do to help them keep that image. But you know, they're not all altruistic. They're not all you know pious. They're they're superhuman pe- beings, and they're they could do they could do crazy shit to us. If we let them do it, i basically yeah. one of the main. I mean, characters. enough about the Watchmen, though. What about <laughs> yes. the boys, I mean, Basically, <laughs> that's right. that's kind of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Ozymandias. Yeah, what about him? But the difference is, I think, is that there's a there's a set of vigilantes who have been slighted by the. Too. Yeah, it yeah. is set in the modern time, and yeah. the vigilantes are slighted by these superheroes. Yeah, and they're trying to because they're not as sh- popular, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to show them, uh, show right. the world of who they really so, are. And that I've heard are. it's really
0: it got renewed for season two already too. So it
2: is violent. And it's yeah. v- you get the, the tone set for you in the first like five minutes of the show of how violent oh, yeah. it gets. Yeah, um, but it's entertaining. Like you want to still you don't know really what it's going to go. Um, there's a really great twist at the end of the season um, that I didn't expect, and apparently it's kind of like in the comics, but not because it is based off of a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. It's also kind of has its own development of characters as well in the show, so it, it does nice. have its variants. Um, but. It's short. I think it's only eight episodes, maybe. Oh, um, like an hour? Checking. Yeah, each and they're, each they're each. only like an hour each. And you do want to just kind of binge through it. I, I can tell you that it is worth a watch. You guys will both enjoy it. Um, I mean, if you haven't I watched it, I'd say so this goes... fucking shows, guys. Like, I cannot recommend it enough to you guys. Um, so if you're into any kind of superheroes, even like, you, I know, James, you're yeah. really into Watchmen, this would be something you'd find entertaining
0: and would want to... But
1: the new more. Watchmen show starts in three Ooh, weeks. It is, right? There's, <laughs> yeah. there's so much starting. There, there's like three other shows I'm watching that I haven't even mentioned that because i'm just like I I, it's can't just, I I
0: do want to watch it but i mean i still need to see stranger things uh john the comic book guy fucking recommended justice <laughs> about a year ago yeah, i'm still did. got that's still on my Fuck. list that's true uh dark crystal just started that's on my list it's so much there's shit, a dude. lot i
2: mean it's like we said it's fall season now and all the all the shows are coming back too that we were watching regularly i mean it's dude it's almost like i gotta to take a break from those it.
0: shows just because i'm like i need to knock this other shit out like mm-hmm. i'm shocked i haven't watched stranger things season three yet so that's great. I Give need it a we'll shot, be, man. No, I will. It's gonna. I mean, I, 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 I think next time I'll have. I mean, I am on the talk.
1: Right. I still need to do Punisher and Jessica Jones. So, yeah.
0: so I mean, on all those shows, I chose Pennyworth to start. So, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why not? Yeah. Well, New started. Seems I'm like, cool. oh, just gonna seems watch that. I was like, seems cool. cool. All right, guys, let's get on to our mini review of Princess Mononoke. in time When gods walk the earth, an epic battle rages between the
1: encroaching civilization of man and the gods of the forest.
2: When the forest has been cleared and the wolves wiped out, this place will be the richest land in the world.
0: Now, The fate of the world rests on the courage of one fearless princess.
1: I'm not afraid
2: to die, and I would do anything to get the humans out of here.
0: And one brave warrior. You fight like a demon, boy, like something possessed. What exactly are you here for? To see with eyes unclouded. Alright, guys, so the IMDb description here is on a journey to find the cure for a taragami's curse, Ashitaka finds himself in the middle of a war between the forest gods and Tatara, a mining colony. In this quest, he also meets San, the Mononoke princess. This is directed by Hayao Miyazaki. It was released in 1997, and this stars Billy Crudup as Ashitaka, Billy Bob Thornton as Jigo, Minnie Driver as Lady Eboshi, John DiMaggio as Gonza, Claire Danes as San, Jada Pinkett Smith as Toki, Gillian Anderson as Moro, and Keith David as Okato. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, just a quick question too, guys. Uh, Nobil, you've seen this one, right? Yes, I have. Okay, uh, Marco, this is your first time watching it, right? Correct. Okay, I've so Nabil, just start with you first then.
2: Uh, what did you think about it overall? Um, I actually... I liked it when I first saw it, and I liked it even more the second time watching it.
1: Oh, it's your second time? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was great. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, what about you, Marco? I really liked it. Yeah. I know this is one that, or uh, a Studio Ghibli film, excuse me, that people have been trying to get me to watch, and they're like, if you're going to watch one. one of the more one, popular ones. Yeah. It's be, between this one and Spirited Away. Like, if you're going to watch one, watch either Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke. And I, See, but I now, saw you, now away you've first. seen
0: enough, you can be like, <laughs> nice Poko." what are you talking about? I
1: mean, haven't <laughs> quite hit the 10 mark where no. i think we're at like nine <laughs> so it's still in the top still ten. still the top 10 yeah. by the way just That's let solid. you guys know yeah but dude it's a it's a solid film i really loved it and yeah. you, you guys know i'm a sucker for musical scores and i gotta say the music in this movie is fucking gorgeous it's really good yeah. it's it's just so good this is one of the ones that is also
0: um I would say out of the Studio Ghibli ones that we've seen, we've seen a lot of mix of different types of genres of Studio Ghibli films. Right. Yep. This is in the adventure fantasy kind of side of it at all. Yeah, that's a good mix. I remember, like, uh, this is the one, especially back in like the nineties. I remember they would advertise the most. This one in uh, *Spirit Away* when I was like a middle
1: school. I uh-huh. Even during for the Ghibli Fest, that's some theaters yeah, had they, the they one. would definitely feature this one and um that's where i remember the music from too and i was like oh wow it's really good music yeah this one is really f- it's a fun movie overall it's one of those movies that uh it's
0: i think it's a little heavy on the theme obviously about oh, nature and yeah you know kind of going with the spirit of the earth and all this bullshit like that but <laughs> 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 um I mean, whatever. I've seen all this. I've seen this movie like, the, the, six times. The, the, time, the guys. creature with the weird I'm allowed face. to say. I'm just gonna say it's that. creepy. The more the, 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 the
1: spirit god creeped me out. I'm not gonna lie. The here. hog or the deer thing with the human eyes. Yeah. The hog thing was cracking me up.
0: It was Okoto, Keith David too. I just keep thinking of <laughs> no. everything he's ever been in, especially like his character from Halo 2. Oh, I just <laughs> the <laughs> Arbiter. You know I mean? Yeah,
1: I was like, "Holy shit!" The arbiters in this, that, yeah. or I kept, you know, expecting him to it's say a some line from "Violent for Dream. Movie
0: two, By the way, I, at one point, Ashitaka's actually blowing dudes' heads off. Yeah, I mean, you see that <laughs> kind of in the the beginning, and then when it, he's shooting the, the arrows, he's literally like, dude, arm comes off yeah. and it sticks to a tree. Like, you're like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit, dude!" You're surprised and at how, it's, how violent it's. When I first saw, yeah. it, I was
2: shocked. Of, I was like, "Oh, okay." It's right?
0: PG-13, so it's one of those movies where I was like, "Okay." I mean, and the fact that this movie came out twenty two years ago. It's like, man, it, the animation is really well done. This, this one. Is. Yeah. Uh, it has a likable character. I will say that I don't think it's as, I think it is a little overhyped though. Truthfully, that's just me saying that, I guess, because a lot of people love this. But I, I think for instance, like son, right? Played by Claire Danes. Cause obviously we watched it in English. Cause yeah. you know, we we're very uncultured here. We don't give a shit guys. We're not reading. Okay. We don't do that. Reading <laughs> stuff. You keep that shit to yourself. Um, I don't think she's a particularly a really strong character, truthfully, as opposed to cer- certain other female protagonists that we've seen in other Ghibli films. And I think the f- focus on that really is because Ashitaka is really the main character in this one. She is. She Even is. though technically it's called Princess Mononoke,
1: but it's... I was going to say... For, it, it damn near like, should have been called Prince Ashitaka. So. That's that's what I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> you know, she wasn't that much of a focal point in the story, and she's the titular character, and I'm like... it. She like was raised said. by the wolf spirits to
0: believe that she's a wolf, so she's protecting the forest. I get it; she's a I, badass doing that, and uh, like Lady
2: Bosha is kind of a stronger female character. I, feel, I think too, like you know, the production value is really good on this, and the, the especially like the voice acting. Um, yeah, I think is probably one of the better ones overall. Like they're all really good in the movies, yeah. but this mm-hmm. one, like. Is, is top tier, I think, c- compared to the West. Yeah, but um, I think where it falters is Claire Danes' son. Like she's not the uh, she's not uh, strongest. not the strong as voice actor. Yeah. Right? Go, go, going back to what you
1: were it. saying, James, I yeah. thought that the relationship between Son and Ashitaka was going to get m- like bigger or better, and it was going to have serve more of a purpose. It, but it seemed that Ashitaka already knew the lesson he needed to learn from her. So their yeah. their bond, their relationship, it it, it didn't really. It didn't justify the title for me, so I was just like... I mean, yeah, because yeah. uh,
0: Mononoke actually is like... There's really no, no real translation. It, it means like spirit, basically. Yeah. So it's like it's technically spirit princess is the uh, the translation of the, the story, I guess, because it's... Um, overall, the title is kind of confusing, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they don't explain it too much. I mean, it's cool seeing the... It's like the mining colony thinks... It's just like a lot of like... People are getting manipulated because the curse is going through. And because of that, they think they need to kill the spirit. And in doing that, by killing the spirit, they're actually hurting themselves even more. It's one of those movies where it's like there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, Ashitaka seems like he seems to figure that shit out pretty quick, though. Yeah, he does. He's like, I got to do this, and I'm getting possessed by shit because that fucking hog in the beginning fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that aspect that he's technically on like a ticking time and he's yeah. running out of time, and he
2: doesn't want to kind of deal with the bullshit. He's just like, look, I'm
1: here for a reason. This yeah. is what I need to do. He
0: straight up wrong. goes to Tatara, the mining colony, and he's yeah. just like fucking
1: shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, we got to get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. He's, he's more or less the voice of reason throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: which I mean I like because it's at least. We don't have like a dumb character. It's kind of straight to oh, the where point. They're trying
2: to learn it as they go. Yeah. Yeah, He's,
0: which which worked for me for the most part. And I mean the theme, I've, like we talked, we already talked about the theme here. Uh, how, how, so ranking it wise though, guys, what do you guys put this in like compared to other ones? I would put this on my top three. Okay. Yeah, this is
2: one of my favorite ones.
1: I would also put it amongst my top five. Are <laughs> you like top <laughs> ten tops? I can't say ten. <laughs> Not quite there yet. But yeah, definitely top five. It's, yeah. I, like overall, it's a really good film. Even though I'm nitpicking about you know the the title of the movie and the the bond between Ashitaka and San and the fact that he actually bonded more with San's mother the wolf, kind of, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, actually gave him more solid advice than you have to help
2: San. him, Although she did want to eat his head off a couple of times, I was I like, mean, okay, true. Cool. But I like they're
0: in the thing like I want to break. Well, you know, advice isn't free,
1: Nabil. You have to you know you have to sacrifice. He's everything. like cool. So what else? <laughs> but uh. You know, like, And, and yeah, I, I agree with James that the theme was a little heavy-handed. but I mean, they're, aside they, from that. They all kind of are. Famous. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, this one a little bit more. But aside from that, the animation is great. The score is great. The, the animation is fantastic. Really it's good. one of the best animated films I think they've made. Yeah, same. Uh, I
0: mean, this is probably top five-ish for me. I mean, eventually when we do all these, we'll rank them finally. But you'll see exactly what it looks like. But I think this one tends to be a little more overhyped. I still have a stronger connection to like Spirited Away. Yeah. But, I mean, as a pure, like, it, this is more action, too, though. I think is what kind of throws me off maybe a little bit about it. Uh, which is, it's well done, but I think I just don't connect to Ashitaka or San as as well as other ones, I guess. That's what I really look at. Mm-hmm. And I never have. And I, I've seen this movie like four or five times. So, it's not like it's just one of those times because I saw it once and I'm like,
1: oh, uh, I don't know. I, I did connect a bit with... Ashitaka because like I said he's he's the voice of reason yeah. you have two like sides one that says pro-human one that's pro-nature yeah. and he's sort of the one that brings them together and says like guys we can make this work if you guys stop yeah. being assholes to each other so you know, I kind of like that aspect of it I actually
2: kind of felt like I connected more overall uh, to everybody as a Lady Boshi because like, she's, things. She's, she's, a, <laughs> okay. she's a good person no, I mean she's a good person. She has a plan. She's she knows. protecting her people. Yeah, too. she thinks people. that's the right thing to do. too. Exactly, and she's not. She's. It's not like she's ignorant and thinking that. Well, you know, what I'm doing is right or wrong. It's like this is what I need to do, and I, you know, this is how it's gonna be. Yeah. Disagree. I disagree.
1: I don't think she's a good person. I think that she's blinded by her motives, and she eventually wakes up and realizes that maybe I shouldn't necessarily be blindly loyal to the cause that I'm doing. I don't know. I, I think she only did what she
2: had to do because, um, she was beholden to, uh, what's his name? Jogi. Um, yeah. Uh, to, to, uh, you know, pay whatever debt that he owed her. Um, so she did what she felt like, you know, to, to relieve that. But I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, from it, but
1: I do think she, that was, she was willing was like, to do whatever it took. And sometimes yeah. it's like, mm, maybe, you know, I've yeah. tried to find another way. I would
0: have been like, shoot these goddamn wolves. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what she's, <saying>. she's <laughs> like, I don't fuck yeah. Get rid of them. Ready, so. set, fire. Uh, Yeah, overall, though, I, I would still recommend it. This is one of the ones that I definitely recommend to people uh, watching any kind of Studio Ghibli film. This is one of those uh, solid films where it's got a good message, great animation, pretty good story, too, overall. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to our main review now of the new horror film, It, Chapter 2.
2: The farther away, the hazier it all gets. But me, I never left. I remember all of it. To the losers.
0: We made an oath. S- I swear. If it isn't dead. If it ever comes back,
1: we'll come back to you. We didn't stop it. Pennywise. The clown. <laughs> we can't let it happen again.
0: All right, guys, so the IMDb description here is 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers' Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. This is directed by Andy Machete, who uh, directed Mama in 2013 and the... It, I guess chapter one, 2017. This stars Jessica Chastain as Beverly Marsh, James McAvoy as Bill Denbro, Bill Hader as Richie Tozer, Isaiah Must- Mustafa as Mike Hanlon, Jay Ryan as Ben Hanscom, James Ransom as Eddie Kasprick. Andy Bean as Stanley Uris and Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. And a fun little fact here, guys, we actually did review it. Chapter one. That's way back on episode six. And fun right, little fact you know. there. That's the only podcast we've ever done that only two of us are on it. Oh, it's just me and Marco.
1: No, Bill wasn't with us for that one. Was yeah.
0: Not. So, uh, let's start with you, uh, Marco. Yay or nay?
1: Yay. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great conclusion to this, to the story and it was much closer to the book than the first part was which i really appreciated and i know some people may not appreciate that too much and there may be some things that might not make too much sense but overall i felt like it was a love letter to fans of the book which uh, it may be biased in my opinion but i really appreciated. It was a little long there were it wasn't perfect there were some things they probably could have cut out but i I say if you're a fan of the book of it, or if you're interested in finishing the movie series, then I recommend go see it. Nice. What about you, bill
0: Um,
2: I mean, I liked it. It's not. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but it definitely had its scares. Um, mostly, there was a few jump scares for sure, but I think really. The uh, the graphics with Pennywise and, like, the visuals that they show were pretty terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, and that was different from the first film. And so I did enjoy that. Um, the story was okay. Uh, there were some things I want to talk about um, that I felt like they started with a plot and then it just kind of went away. But um, overall, it was entertaining.
0: Uh, for me, it's a yay. Um, it's, it's definitely not perfect. There's, there's a lot in this movie. It runs way too long, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it does. It's two hours and 50 minutes long, and they probably could have cut 20 minutes off this thing to help out with the time. Uh, it It's a satisfying conclusion overall. I did like that it, it ends uh, in a way that, I, I mean, I've read the book too, so it, it's satisfying ending. It does stick closer to a lot of the plots there. Uh, there are a lot of random things in this movie, though, yeah. where I think editing would have probably helped out a bit on this one, just a little just a little tighter. True. Uh, I did like the uh, overall factor of it all. I still did, like Nabil, I did like the first one overall better. I, I've always just thought the earlier story was better, though, anyways, tell the truth. That's very true. So even on the, when we did the uh, It uh, movie, TV
1: movie with Tim Curry, the, mm.
0: technically the parts when they're younger is the better part to me, anyways.
1: Yeah, because they're younger, they're more easily terrified. Things are more scary when yeah. you're a kid, so it makes more sense that Pennywise... It's cool to see him as kids. I mean, yeah. as adults, don't get me wrong. So Yeah, yeah but it, it makes more sense that Pennywise is more terrifying to them as kids and stuff. And as adults, yeah. they're especially be, because of certain plot points, that it, it's not as mm-hmm. scary as the first part. But over, I think that them as adults is more or less... Visiting their, their character and their their story arcs more than focusing on the scariness of Pennywise. Yeah,
0: I will say I did enjoy the casting in this one uh, quite a bit. I thought they were really pin on on the um, adult actors that were portraying the versions that we saw as younger folk in 2017. Um, I really like fucking Bill Hader, dude. He's really He good was as a standout for sure. He's definitely part. a standout in this. Yeah, one he's to definitely
1: me. the favorite of everyone. But I also liked uh, Bear, uh, Jessica Chastain as Beverly Marsh. I thought she did really She's good as good. Beverly Marsh. And too. also, I really did like uh, our favorite James McAvoy. I, I mean, the cry count for him seven times. I think times, was, <laughs> seven times. To- I kept I kept the tally. I was like over under. He cries, you know, five times. James McAvoy and,
0: has that look where he always keeps spitting in his mouth a little bit just, just to make make, him make sure it cool. looks real. Yeah, just one, you know. But I mean, he, he did, I think he did a great job as yeah. as Bill and I could see like the kid in him too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still like I did like Bill, uh, Bill Hader. Like I said, he was great. Uh, I still got to give a shout out to everyone else too. Like the guy that played Eddie, James Ransom was like dead on. He was like, like I was like, damn, this really feels like an older version of Eddie, yeah. which is really cool too. Um, we don't get much of Andy Bean, of course, but, and then of, uh, Bill Skarsgård, once again, as Pennywise is really good. So. Nails it just crazy because he's such a young dude too Mm -hmm. he just does so damn well so i do i i mean i don't think this is spoilers but they they do have the kid actors in this one again but because of the time difference between the two uh it's been about roughly since the time they actually filmed it's been about two and a half years or so so they do do a a de-aging process on this one i want to say that that didn't really work for me uh it wasn't done that well for most of the kids I don't know if you guys uh, agree with me or not, but they definitely
1: don't have the same guys that did the Star Wars shit. It's yeah, it's <laughs> or the Marvel movies. Like it's Samuel not, Jackson. it's not as perfect if you're looking for it. they obviously they use some camera tricks too to make some of the kids look more of the regular height from the first one because some of them had growth spurts. Dude, the kid that plays Eddie, I'm pretty sure was not even there. Like, uh, he he
0: was in Shazam, so I mean that kid looks like a normal teenager now. And yeah, now yeah. this one, I'm like, it sounded like a voice actor
1: came in to do his shit. And a body double. Yeah, and then they they CG the face... Or, I mean, or I could be wrong, but they're they definitely using low camera angles on him to make him look a little dude, bit shorter, but I was like... Mm, I mean, it's, it's not Batman long. versus Superman with, I mean, the Justice League with
0: the mustache bad, but it's close. Ben <laughs> it's like, looks those, like...
1: Those little kid shorts a little tighter on ben, this time around. Ben,
0: <laughs> ben looks weird, dude. Like, I was like, did Ben get... Then I saw him on the red carpet. I said, no, he's still fat. The fuck are they talking about, bro? <laughs> the fuck are they doing? He's still a bit fatty, kid. So I'm like, why does he not look like that? I'd say it looked
1: better His on face him. His face was so smooth true yeah <laughs> beverly
0: ben and beverly looked like she was fine i think that really was her they yeah just came and in. bill
1: those three were the ones that didn't bill really definitely was fine looking yeah. too
0: and then everyone else though and then you could tell richie because of fucking uh stranger things i'm like this is not the same kid by the yeah way. you could just tell like it just didn't look right look a little look a little off they yeah. tried to
1: thicken up his glasses too and, and stanley I'm like, I'm stanley looked the same
0: too stanley looked the same Kid that plays Stanley it was pretty close for the most part you
1: could tell like his yeah. face looked a little older it looked bit older. but it was better yeah. than the
0: the other kids i was yep. like okay yeah.
1: but i mean then again we were looking for it so i mean if you if you just immerse yourself i mean you i didn't really realize it.
2: it i knew that something was off but i couldn't tell until God james told Apple. me after the fact God damn i was Apple. like oh okay he's it's almost like, uncanny
0: so valley he's like is that where the bend looks like a pumpkin face <laughs> I was like, yeah, so I, I think guess. if you're
2: not looking for it, it probably won't bother you too much. But once you see it, you notice it. Because I was thinking about after, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was all kind of odd. squint,
1: squint your eyes a little yeah. bit." We saw the same movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I think we should probably jump into spoilers at this point, uh, just to talk about further topics on this one. So uh, if you saw the first one or you want to finish this one, don't listen to us. Just uh, hold off until after this,
1: or just go watch it.
0: Yeah, or read the book. I saw something. A clown. If you'll come with me, also too. Alright, so uh back from spoilers here, guys. So I mean this is pretty open for anything here. Overall, what were the problems you did have with it then, um, I got a couple myself. I mean so just off the bat when when the film
2: starts and they kind of do the whole scene about the they're at the fair and there's a gay bashing thing i got i know that's in the book yeah. and i know kind of i could see what they were trying to do with it in the sense of like oh this is how Pennywise is kind of coming back and this is his first victim whatever but i feel like that whole scene didn't really have a callback to anything um even though um one of the characters is alluded to being uh gay that. I don't know. It just seemed kind of odd to have that in there, that specific that was scenario. Not really just because of
1: the book.
0: Yeah. That way. So it's, I thought it's that was.
1: Both because of that and also to signify that there's a one horrific or a, a series of horrific events that awakens it, Pennywise. In the first one, it was the death of Georgie that finally like awakens him. And in this one, it was the death of that, that guy that awakens him. So it was sort of like a callback to that. And and sort of to show the yin and yang one's a kid, the other one's an the adult, adult yeah. type thing. Yeah,
0: it's just to show that hey, he's just after whoever's pretty much weak enough to Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Get so eaten?
2: I mean <laughs> question mark. So I guess there's that. Um and then also the the whole totem storyline seemed to be. Yeah, I like they I gave everybody agree. their even time, but it seemed like it was just drawn out a Don't little get too me wrong,
0: much. it's in the book too, but the fact that they, they, they kinda just jumped into it from this one and like yeah. the flashback of the tribe and shit for this one, they probably could have just skipped that. If there was
2: more of a connection to it in the first films where they had those yeah. totems, it would have probably felt better. But in this one, even some of them, like some of them were a callback, but for the most part, it was like, oh okay, that's just something that we just
1: have to believe. Some of them event. were only callback through convenience because yeah. they put the a flashback lot of them in were, this exactly. movie. Dude, yeah. It's it's just like,
0: hey, what happened from that time we weren't friends for three months? Yeah, that's exactly. Let what me they tell did. you. And then they do the flashback. It's like this is from the time then. Uh, Bill punched
1: fucking Rich in the face. Uh-huh. So like, this is what they did during their time. Like,
0: oh, okay, I guess it's a nice connection. Which, which
1: but I guess kind of makes sense for like the book, but I mean, that's if you're reading the book and the it's a little. Film, it doesn't really translate as smooth. It's not smooth in the movie yeah, at, no, all. at all. Because for instance, the Paul Bunyan scene is
0: told in the first movie way early on. Uh-huh. That's like one of the fir- one of the first few scares. Like that's not in the like the later half of the books and shit. No, it's like kind that. of like in the middle. And like middle, but yeah. I mean, it's not like this is way late. Like oh, second film, here you go. This this also happened by the way. I liked when it was integrated into the movie, uh, the book, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the, I mean, the statue is also in the in the first movie. You kind of see it looming in the background. You do, kind of but I guess it.
0: the whole point. I, I agree with you about is because eventually it doesn't even work. Yeah. So it's like fuck, dude. You just like that was like fifty fucking minutes mm-hmm. of them finding each a token, in a True. way. Even though I think technically some of their tokens are bullshit. By the way, I agree. I was like, "That's really yours, Richie? Okay, that's cool. The quarter was really
2: what the token. Well, but the it makes sense though. Token. I mean, I get like it's a chain. Uh, a it chain reminds me of, of an event too. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like okay, but I get it. But um, also the the side plot I think with, for me with uh, Bill and the kid that looks like his brother was yeah. just pointless. They kind of
1: it was drawn out more in the movie. In the book, it's it was just one encounter which is when he tells him to get the fuck out of there out Mm -hmm. of town that was it yeah he's not chasing
0: down the kid yeah they they go back and forth between that fucking lobby of the hotel like 17 times times they're like hey conveniently i'm walking through that hey what what, who just walked out like bro you just walked in you should have seen him yeah (laughs) i had
1: uh i had a slight issue with the whole ritual of chud type thing because it they never really mentioned it in the first movie Whereas in the book, it's sprinkled around through the book. Yeah, like, yeah that's what be- the Between same. them being young and stuff mm-hmm. and researching what Pennywise and what it is based on the history of the town. Mm-hmm. And they could have sort of connected it more and done a little bit more of that in the first movie. But they Some didn't. Some more so, hands would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of it's sort of abrupt which i get because they weren't sure how, you know how successful the first movie was going to be so they were they didn't restra- want to too, too i think yeah, yeah they were too restrained with time they didn't want to make it too long so some of the stuff they obviously saved for the sequel and it's it's not as smooth it probably translates better if you watch the movies back to back in my opinion, but Possibly. Maybe, that's, yeah. that, that was definitely one of my issues. Um, another is I agree I mean, with you we guys. I practically the- watched it back to back,
0: though. Like, yeah, I saw the first one the night before, so I mean, yeah, true. I yeah, yeah. same. Fucking back to back. I mean, back to back. Watch a six-hour-long movie, but I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the whole totem thing Yeah It could have been like a, it's Just a f- five minute montage Like they're that. down
0: there Fighting the last form For like 50 Remember at one mm-hmm. point I looked at Marco I was like dude There's still an hour to this movie
1: Yeah and I didn't like, believe what? you And then I was like I yeah There's a fucking like, hour oh, left still Son of a bitch is right And they, and they fight him in, an And they
0: get stuck in the thing I mean I like that They get broken up But it goes on too long I think man It's like fuck we get it dude Yeah because that's See they do that twice Because
2: they separate them The first time mm-hmm. Then they partner them up um at the end to yeah. do their own thing too for more and i get it character growth building that connection it isn't that it's a bad thing that they did that it's just that it, it like you were saying earlier maybe some editing they could have made that tighter and i think it yeah. would have helped a lot more because those just seemed very long to me um and and really drew out that that run it's time just like seems so. like
0: you didn't even need bill going after the kid that could
2: have seen have just come out yeah. yeah
1: like rather than do that if you're gonna add scares why don't you just scare the actual main characters. And yeah. just, well you know, because add like more of the scary scenes from the book. The
2: whole motivation it seemed like was like, oh he killed the kid, so he's gonna go get pennywise himself because he doesn't want anybody else killed. Well guess what? As soon as he gets to the house, they're all there. So what was the payoff for that? I
0: mean there's a yeah. there's a lot yeah. of just stuff they added in here because they just didn't put it in the first one and it would have made no sense for instance, like uh, Ben building the clubhouse, that's mentioned early on in the book. It
1: does. But they yeah. never show you the clubhouse in the first nope. movie. And you know I was that trying to remember, too. Big it was like, fucking deal. Was, there, was it there? Was there? there? I was like, technically, I yes, there. but they never show it to yeah. you. Like, it, it makes sense to us because we read the book. Because it's all over the book. Yeah. They're always going to the clubhouse. Yeah,
0: and, and Ben literally gets pieces and a, a cop catches them, but he just lets them. He's like, go ahead. Yeah, It's just garbage anyways or some shit. Yeah. And that, and that hints that Ben's gonna be an architect one day. But yep. you don't realize that until this well, you one. Don't, they don't like, even talk about their current no, life dude. and their careers or anything. You just see the. You little You see him, though. He's on. in like a. Arch- he owns his own company and yeah. shit. Which and
1: fun fact? The guy he's skyping with that he's talking to is the guy who played the young Ben in the 1990 miniseries. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean
0: Stephen that. King's the antique story Yeah, he right? is. yeah. But okay. it's really cool that they got one of the
1: original actors to be in the the remake. Mm-hmm. That's
0: cool. I like that. I didn't know that. Yes. Um. So I mean, overall, though, what did, I know, me and Nabil liked the first movie better. What about you, Marco?
1: I'd say that it's a tighter film. It is the better of the two. Yeah. I do. Definitely. I do agree there. But I just I I I have a soft spot for this movie, and it's biased because I really enjoyed the book. It's it's just a. More callbacks to the book. Yeah, more callbacks to the book. It has more of what I wanted to see in the actual movie, which is great. All right. So I mean, like I said, a love letter to the to the book, to the novel, and it's it's one of my favorite books. So, it's a good um, work, yeah. I, I you know I, I can't downgrade it too much. I I'd, I'd say it's just a little bit you know less than the first movie. I also just wanted to say because we didn't really touch on
2: that was that one of the positives of the film um, was the comedy. I mean, I think the writing was really good with the jokes. Bill Hader, I think, was mm-hmm. the biggest factor of that. But even um, James Ranson as Eddie really helped with that. I think they yeah. they did really good with not only just making fun uh, in general, but just of the situation. And then when yeah. they do see Pennywise and they're not trying to take him too seriously, they, they crack jokes. Like, the, the comedy really helped relieve some of the... The tension that would have normally been there and saying, oh, they're just trying to get me and trying
0: to get me. I mean, it helps if they're older. That's why, too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It adds more more to the realism, too, because
1: Mm -hmm. if you you experience some sort of trauma, you would obviously try to make light of it as an adult. And if you had to revisit it, you would be cracking jokes about it. So it makes sense that it wasn't as scary as the first part of it. So Mm -hmm. no, it worked for me. I don't think it is. I mean...
0: It has some creepy moments, though. Yeah, yeah. I think those visuals, like we were saying... But truthfully, even in the fucking book, when they're adults, those parts aren't the scary parts. The scary parts are when they're kids. Yeah. Because you're looking at it from child's eyes, too. Exactly. I'm not shocked. I mean, there's a lot of cool... There's still a lot of cool parts with the flashbacks, so... Yeah.
1: I mean, the whole Chinese restaurant part was kind of creepy. Yeah, Yeah. that was was. great. That was directly from the book, too. That was nice. So, any closing thoughts, guys? Uh, Just, like I said... Go see the movie. Especially, I mean, obviously, if you saw the first one, you want to see how it ends. So, you know, go check it out. It It's a perfect companion. I think it's a great great ending. It's probably a better and slightly better ending than the book, in my opinion. I think so, too. But overall, it's still a pretty good movie. It's not 100%. Like I said, there's still some flaws in the movie, yeah. but definitely worth seeing in theaters.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed how it ended way more than the TV movie did, too, because I think that... Like you, I know the first part of the film on both ends were better, but definitely how that TV movie ended wasn't really. You didn't want to see Bill go down
0: on his bike down the hill. It was full silver. (laughs) (laughs) To regain his conscious, where am I?
2: (laughs) But um it's worth a watch i think it's it's, it is long so you just got to be prepared to be in that mindset saying you're gonna see a long film yeah go see it Um, early not overly scary but it is creepy there's some sensitive issues but for the most part uh, i think it's a it's a fun enough film to watch
0: yeah definitely i would say it's great uh i mean i'm gonna add one last thing they did cut out parts that were like unnecessary which i liked like they didn't add in bill's wife or uh, beverly's ex-husband i guess in a way or husband estranged husband yeah uh, those are parts in the TV show and also the book that just kind of drag on, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if they did that, it would have been a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want to see um, James McAvoy cry for two a half, uh, hours and 49 minutes, <laughs> I would uh, highly recommend it. <laughs> he does so, a stuttering really well. Yeah, he does pretty well. It's yeah. almost like his uh, character from another movie. Hmm, I wonder which one that is. Hedwig. Um, so, overall, though, I recommend it still. it's It was, fu- it's, it was fun. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, fun movie. entertaining. Yeah, if you're a fan of the book, check it out. And, um... Really, uh, some really creepy moments still. So, I mean, Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise really well. So,
1: still scary, the scariest version of, oh, for sure. of Pennywise. Oh, uh, yeah, hands down. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, Tim
0: Curry, great, 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 great actor. And, uh, he's always hard, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's just one of those things, uh, that you have to see and judge for yourself. So, uh, guys, with that, that is the end of podcast number 56 here. Thank you once again, everyone, for listening. Thank you for the feedback, response, and reviews. We got quite a surge of people recently we have got some promos going on obviously so it's been helping us out oh yeah getting more people uh listening uh commenting it's it's really fun actually uh let
1: me know about that marco yeah check us out on our social media on facebook twitter or instagram at movie pod also you can subscribe to us on spotify itunes soundcloud or google play we really appreciate all the love we've been getting again all the new follows all the new subscriptions please 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 like us and share us Give us any of your recommendations. If there's a movie or TV show you want us to check out and review, we will do it. And we really appreciate you.
0: All right, guys. So tune
1: in to the next
0: uh, episode, episode 57. We're going to be doing another marathon here, guys. This one, not as long as the Fast and Furious, obviously. But it could but be. But much more violent. Yeah. Very <laughs> so a little bloody. Mm-hmm. This one is, uh, we're going to be uh, watching all four of the Rambo films so for a Rambo marathon. Mm-hmm. So tune in to next time. Until then, though, guys, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one.